Drawn Podcast. Uh, reached this episode thirty four. Yep. Episode thirty four. Usual suspects still here. Ant here. Reese here. We got some. Uh, we got some good shit to talk about. Reese is uh, a little tired, so we're gonna make this quick for him. <laughs> but it's still gonna be an enjoyable podcast for y'all. So. Uh, we'll be starting with first. First, Reese. Uh, first, uh, the athlete. Charles, right? Charles, Chuck. Wasn't he number thirty-four? Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm skipping past shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Charles was Chuck. Charles Barkley, probably one of the top three, top four greatest sixes ever. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, Shaq was thirty-four yep. on one of them teams. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, was it Lakers? It might have been Lakers because Magic was 32. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Lakers. Um, what number was Ricky Williams? Miami Dolphins. I don't know. Hakeem? Hakeem was 34. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, Ricky was 34. Ricky, Ricky was, yeah. That nigga quit football for weed. Weed. Say, fuck that, I'm getting high. I rock with him. Hey. Um, so, yeah, episode 34. Now, I guess we could start off with whatever we was going to start off with. My bad for skipping the, the players. No worries. Let's start off with uh, <laughs> your boy Kanye. That's not my boy. Whatever. Uh, Kanye, <laughs> Kanye out here running for president, taking votes away from whoever you want to vote for. I'm yeah. not gonna say. <laughs> um, well, actually, his nut ass forgot to submit the signatures, so he not. Yeah, e- but he's still trying. <laughs> not even on the South Carolina ballot. Uh, Kanye was out here. He had his first rally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Reese didn't see it, but it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> this man was just spewing like false information all over the place. It was just, it was just nuts. I guess the main, the main thing I got from it was that uh, Miss Harriet Tubman, who's Bro. For whatever reason, people keep bringing her name up. She's just trying <laughs> to get that on. Lady, rest in peace. She's just trying to get on a twenty dollar bill. People can't leave her alone. Won't even let her. <laughs> but uh, apparently, she didn't uh, free the slaves. She just led them to the next uh, slave master house, according to Kanye. <laughs> Which I don't know how he knows this information, but nobody else does. But it's so ignorant. It's funny because the I did see that um, I didn't watch the whole joint, but I saw that Instagram post. And it was yeah. like two girls, and she said he was like, "Yeah, Harry Tubman didn't free slaves. She just led them to work for other white people." And the people, the woman that was recording was like, "All right, we out." <laughs> she yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she said she was just there to see what he would say, like uh, to get a good laugh. But once once he starts spewing that dumb shit, she was out. <laughs> she was like, "All right, yeah. She said, "All right, all right, all right I'm gonna head out." <laughs> and I don't blame her, y'all. I don't know. We've seen this from we've seen this from Kanye before, right? Like this ain't anything new. No. Um, but but my thing with that statement is, all right, if if you're saying that first he said slavery was a choice, which I'll, I'll never forget. But for him to say that she didn't free slaves, she just led them to work. For other white people, are you? People work for white people to this day. So, are you saying that working for white people is is slavery in and of itself? Like, I'm slavery is a choice. That's what he said. <laughs> this man. I don't know, man. You gotta ask that man. He don't answer. I don't know if you saw the clip where he uh he hugged the white woman that challenged him, but like kicked nope. out the black woman that did. I I saw the black woman said something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. You got to ask that man. See what he say. But, 
obviously Kanye does have some mental issues, right? I mean, I guess we could all we could both agree there. Yeah, yeah. But I think at this point, it's not the mental health stuff. I think it is some type of attention because he does that. He did this before, right? Where he had an album coming out and he spews all this bullshit. And once it once he's done with his album, then he goes into hiding. We're not hiding, but goes back to chilling, like everything is good. So I don't know how to take this. Yeah. Um, this is why I don't like the internet because like on the internet you could be who. I mean, I say this probably every other podcast, but you could be every anybody who you want to be. Like you could say anything you want, and no matter if it's uh, harmful or anything, you could just get your shit off. So, I don't know, man. Kanye has delusions of grandeur, in my opinion. This man thinks he mm-hmm. is, he could just do whatever. Like, he was like, uh, I don't know, he just he just thinks he can do whatever and say whatever and it's okay. Um, the thing that you, you shared with me, uh, Candace Dillard was... Uh, going in on Instagram she had like seven straight or eight straight uh, mm-hmm. little video. clips yeah they were all a minute and then like her last video was like 30 seconds but she was basically blaming the Kardashians for Kanye West she was like they out there marching their N-I-G-G-E-R out there to just make an ass of himself to further their bottom line and do I like the Kardashians absolutely not but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to blame the Kardashians for Kanye's actions. Um, did did yeah, we? But somebody has to hold him accountable. Like, no, your 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 wife ain't gonna let you go out there and say some bullshit. Right. She, she you you could hold somebody accountable and still not be responsible for their actions. Like when he was yeah. when he was um okay so when he made all those albums, right? He produced for Tiana. This was like what last year or a couple years ago? I think 2018. Yeah. About two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Pusha T, Tiana Taylor. Who else? Nas <clears throat> himself, right? Mm-hmm. When he was doing all that, was it her fault? When he was, when he makes these Yeezys and he put on these these shows, was it her fault? No. But when he gets out there and say dumb shit, oh, it's her fault. It's not her fault. He. That's not the same thing though, because the the music and the shoes and all that stuff. That's not harmful information. No. But he was doing. But what I'm saying is, when he gets up there and says dumb shit, that's just Kanye saying dumb shit. It's not Kim's fault or the Kardashians' fault that he got up there and say said dumb shit. You can't blame them for all his negatives, but his positives is all hit. Like it's like when something positive comes out or something musically comes out or or artistically comes out. Oh, Kanye gets all the praise. He's fantastic. He came out with those ugly ass shoes, like those flip flops. Like come on, you can't. It's it's that's an that's an opinion. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> when he comes out with something that people like, it's it's all praise to him. When it's something that people don't like, it's Kim's fault. That's not. That's not. You can't do that. That's that's fair. I think I think she was. I think she was holding him accountable. I don't think she was putting all the blame on Kim. I think that because you don't see his family around him, and they are his family, right? Yeah. He's married. I mean, to he that married family. into it. Yeah. So, you don't see them backing him up or, or saying anything about his actions. Then yeah, they're partly to blame. If, if I'm out here fucking up and <laughs> being a shitty person, somebody better check me. Yeah. <laughs> that's my friend. That if you letting me do shit like that, then that's not really a friend. And their family, like, yeah. I just Kim and them, are, are, he's married to Kim. Yeah. I just don't see how that will go down. She can't. They can't do it publicly. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. This man was on Twitter right after all this shit happened, going and talking about what he was talking about with Chris and and Kim and how they're trying to get out was about me and all this stuff that he was saying on Twitter. Well, he was right. He was, he was I right. mean, if the shoe fits, I ain't gonna say yeah. I ain't gonna say uh, Jordan Peele made it with Kanye in mind because Jordan Peele's also married to a white woman. But uh, if the shoe fits, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, clearly Kanye felt that way. But I mean, I don't think that Kim saying something to him 
in a public manner would be effective. It has to be private. Like, like when Dave Chappelle just reached out to the bull, it went out to Wyoming, Wyoming to see him. It, it was a picture on Twitter, and that's how we know about it, but Dave didn't, like, rebuke him or, or cost him on, on social media. I don't think Kim should do that either. Or any of them. Do you think that if you want if you wanted to run for president, right? What Brie gonna say to you? No. Keep your ass in the house. <laughs> she gonna say no. <laughs> and what you gonna do? You gonna listen to her? Yeah, I am. Absolutely. And if you don't, it's gonna be some issues, right? Yes, yes, it will. But it won't be public though. It's not. It's never gonna reach the public. Like you may know about it because you're my man's, but ain't gonna be on Twitter. But it should have never. It should have never got to this point. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's not. He doesn't live in North. Where was it? North Carolina, South Carolina. No, where he um, where he was doing a rally. Yeah. Yeah, it's South Carolina. He doesn't live there. South Carolina. So. Shit, if I knew about this for four or five days, Kim knew about it too, and she she let that man go. I don't know what what is she supposed to say. I mean, what is she supposed to say? I don't know. You can like you can you can you know try to hold your spouse accountable, but they're still a whole ass individual. And Kanye, I mean, what he put up uh, something about sex rape with his daughter on Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Come on. Like, you know, yeah, like, said a lot of shit. you know, Kim was fucking hot when she read that shit. But what can she do? Yeah. She better change that man's password. <laughs> nah, she's gonna, she's she, she gonna leave him. That's what's about to happen. She's gonna leave him. Nah, you gotta stay, what is it, through sickness and health, right? I mean, that's true. But Descartes, she left her husband. Chris Humphreys for Kanye. That was for two. So, that, they were married for two days. Uh, through sickness and health, Richard <laughs> Rapport, death to us part. You can't just say you gotta say the whole joint, bro. Yeah, you're right. Death to us part. She left him for for Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So she'll leave Kanye too. I don't know, man. I just don't believe. I mean, yeah, I think he does have a mental health issue but I think a lot of this is just for attention I agree with you because right. like I said that's it goes back to what I was saying earlier like whenever he says dumb shit we can't say mental health issue but when he puts together our, t- our artistic show it's like oh it's all praise like he, yeah. you a mental health something like when you have stuff like what he's going through it's something that you deal with every day he's battling it every day some days are better than sure. others right some days are better than others but you know with the stuff that he's been saying and the actions he's been taking, I'm, I'm starting to. I still believe he has a mental health issue, but I also believe that he probably really thinks these things. Like this is this is truly his opinion. It's just that I disagree with him, but I think this is truly his opinion. We can't keep apologizing for this man, bro. It's been it's been what a it's been like six years or something like that. We're still trying to hold on to him saying he George Bush don't care about black people. Exactly. And hoping and hoping that we get that guy back and graduation and re- late registration and shit like that. But it's not coming. He's long gone. He's yeah. long gone. Uh, I was telling Bree, uh, we was talking. I was talking to Bree about it. I was like, man, like for me, when I started to recognize the delusions of grandeur and him just going far away from what I thought he was started with Yeezus. I did like the album Yeezus, but that's when it started <clears throat> for me. Yeezus wasn't bad. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. I, I I liked it, but it's just, come on, bro, like, the Yeezus album referring to himself like, Jesus, like, Hove did it when yeah. he started saying Jehovah and people was like, what the fuck is that? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kanye brought it back with Yeezus <clears throat> and, um, and ever since then, it's just been, for me, a steady, uh-huh. steady decline downhill. Yeah. I was just talking to some girls about that. They were saying it hasn't been good for him since then. Yeah. So, I mean, and oh, also his wife getting robbed in Paris. I'm sure that uh, didn't she do anything. But I don't know, man. But he then got on stage and went in on Jay Z and Beyonce for that shit too. So I don't know. 
Chicago, but Chicago, man, they love this guy. Like, Chance did offer his support for Kanye at first. Uh, as soon as Terry Crews hopped in and supported him, he, he said, nah. Like, nah. He said, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your support, bro. <laughs> Wrong dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, Chicago still holds out hope for for Kanye. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm. I don't know about Kanye. I do want a pair of Yeezys, even though I said I was off that shit. <laughs> See, I told you that's your boy. Uh, I'm gonna get you some too. No, nah, don't do that. I'm going to resell them. I promise you I'll resell them. <laughs> don't, don't do that. You're going to resell again. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why, but people like just like buying them shits. I think they're ugly. Actually, no. One of them I think is nice. I do like one pair, one of them Jones. I don't know which ones it is, though. Mm. They got like the little stripe, and it's like, it looked like a, like numbers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably 350s. I like those. I don't know. I hope Kanye. I hope Kanye's okay. I hope nothing crazy happens to him. Yeah. But uh, he he's long gone. Yeah. What we got next? You had mentioned to me uh, previously that you wanted to talk about integration. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I sometimes I think about certain things that, uh, and I wonder like how things might have been different if certain things didn't happen. And one of those things were integration. Um, we, you and I are familiar with like you know Black Wall Street and um, I guess segregation sounds wrong, but it, it I mean it is the opposite of integration, right? So. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, I think, I think segregation still, is still a thing. It's just not as, I don't think it's like that race base, if that makes sense. Like, um, there's still like a, like a Chinatown per se in every city, right? Mm-hmm. Chinatown, where they keep they had this whole community where they keep everything, they keep the dollar rotating in that, in that community. So my thing, my question was, is, was integration a bad thing? I think integration was necessary. And I say that because do you really think given the history of white people that they would have left us alone? They're not, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's a good, um, a, a good response to that because they're not leaving us alone now. <laughs> True. But, but, and they still lynching people to this day, but it's not, what's that thing that Pop said? He said it was like 1,600 lynchings between like something in 1950. It was like 1,600 lynchings. I don't, I don't know how many lynchings it is, but I do think it's a lot lower than that now. Mm. Yeah, but overt racism uh, has definitely been on overt racism has been on a decline. Yeah. So I think um <laughs> I think <laughs> I think if we had our own um I think if we didn't fight for integration and this might sound ignorant, I'm not sure. Um then things will be a lot different. Like I said, we had our own, like we had our own banks, our own school, no, not schools, but um, our own banks, our own markets, everything was, you know, self-sufficient in certain communities before all those things were destroyed by, you know, white people, racist. Um, Man, key word. They were destroyed by, well, key sentence, they were destroyed by white racists. Like, I don't think they ever gonna leave us alone. But I think I just if, don't. if we were if we, if we were continuing to be segregated, 
right? And you have, like, Black Wall Street happened, right? Where mm-hmm. the black people became successful. They were fine. Right. And then the white people said, nah, fuck that. And then killed everybody and destroyed the shit and nobody went to jail for it, you know? Yeah. So I just think it'll be a lot more instances like that. But we don't have nothing. What do we have to show for integration? Obama. Come on, man. <laughs> Michelle. Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> so we ain't got much, right? <laughs> I mean, I get your point. I get your point. I do. Um, I mean, honestly, like you said, integration, we're integrated by law, but it's still very segregated. Um, mm-hmm. It's systemic, though. It's like systemic segregation where, like, I was having a, a brief conversation with this, uh, with somebody that works at my job um, about redlining. And although redlining mm-hmm. is illegal, now it still happens where, like, it's been shown that uh, realtors won't show black people all the houses that they qualify for. And mm-hmm. our and our realtor actively, like Brianna was on, like, you could say, oh, well, why don't you just go to Zillow and Realtor.com and look it up yourself. Brianna didn't do that. And our realtor was actively discouraging her to, from doing it. He was like, please don't, mm-hmm. please don't go on Realtor. Please don't go on Zillow. Just let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. But he was showing us houses that we did not like. Like, the house that we live in now is the one, is one Brianna found, not him. I mean, mm-hmm. he was wanting us, and he was trying to convince us to stay in a black neighborhood, which we don't have a problem staying in a black neighborhood, but the houses that were in that black neighborhood was not what we were looking for. We told him we want X, Y, Z, and he was like, well, they're black. Why don't you go to this neighborhood and just be happy with this house? And we're like, no, that's not <laughs> what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it still happens systemically and, and unconscious. I don't know if it's an unconscious bias or, or what, but it happens and it happened to us uh, we just well my wife just was like nah fuck that uh, I don't know man I think uh, I mean we'll never go back to that um, and maybe maybe it's for the better I don't know I'm not a I don't have the answers um, but it just seemed it just seems more logical to me like I said, we see it in certain communities now. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, you. this might be on a lower level, but you went to a HBCU, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why did you go to a HBCU? I wasn't even thinking about it from, actually, I kind of was. But uh, but my my um uncle went to A and T as well, and he was an engineer, and so that's why mm-hmm. that's why I went. that was the main reason why I went, because I wanted to be an engineer. He went there, and um, I saw what he was able to do, and I was like, "Bet I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like that." But my mom was very adamant about me going to HBCU because I was cool with going with Drexel. I like Drexel's program. I still like Drexel's program, mm-hmm. where it's there's three years of schooling, but just two years of co-op. It's a five year program, but you have to do a co-op for two years. And I find that to be very powerful because uh, a lot of students don't have internships or, or any experience in their field when they go apply for jobs. And it does nothing but hurt, mm-hmm. but hurt them from getting a job when you graduate by not having that experience. Because we want you to have a bachelor's, for an entry-level position, we want you to have a bachelor's degree with X years of experience. That's real. And the way you get that mm-hmm. X years of experience is by having an internship. So I do like for Drexel's sure. program. And I, I did. I was actually. I was absolutely going to go there, but my mom was like, "No, no, no. You need to go to HBCU." And um, she pushed me in that direction, and I didn't have a problem with it. And I'm glad that I did decide to enroll in ANT um, once I got in, because uh, they actually denied me at first. <laughs> but uh, ANT did. Yeah, they denied me. They said my um, they said my SAT scores didn't meet their criteria. My SAT scores was like three, four hundred. Points above their criteria. My mom sent a letter. Was like, "What are you talking about?" And then they uh, sent a the letter saying he's accepted. 
And so, uh, <laughs> so you so you bullied your way to A and T. Uh, correction, my mom <laughs> bullied my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm glad that she did. She made that decision uh, for me um, to uh, bully A and T, like you said, because it worked out. And I love my HBCU, and I do. Uh, I think. I would love for my kids to go. To, I think everybody should go to HBCU that's black. I really do. I really do. I do it's, too. It's something that it's something about seeing. Like before I went to my HBCU, I didn't know any black people with a master's degree, and I didn't know any black people with a PhD. Right. Actually, the only person with a PhD I knew was Dr. Brown, our middle school principal. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. that was it. And so, uh, when I went to my HBCU, all the professors have a PhD, all of them. And all the professors are black. And well, we have a couple. We have a couple white Asian, you know, other professors. But generally speaking, you have a lot of black professors, and they all are very smart. They all have their master's degree or PhD. Master's degree, if it's a terminal, if it's a terminal uh, field where it only goes up to masters, but they'll have their highest degree in their field, and they're there teaching you, educating you, and then they're mm-hmm. telling you also that what they're doing is they're encouraging you because I wasn't gonna get. Um, my master's immediately. I was gonna go work for a while and then go get my master's. My, my professor was like, "Nah, reach just go straight through. You good? You smart enough to do it?" And uh, he wrote me a letter of recommendation and got me in to A and T with a uh, in their master's in computer engineering program before I got hired at USA. But um, they encourage you to go and get your higher education as well, and it's something that implicitly you're like, "Well, if they can do it, I can do it." They look just like me. They gonna you know saying mentor me, tell me, and encourage me to do it. So mm. I think that's something all black people should have uh, and should see. Because I know coming to UT for my master's in engineering, I didn't have any black professors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at all. And I was talking to uh, Beverly yesterday, Mr. Beverly, yesterday about he's he's having a, he's doing his research for his PhD right now in UT Austin. He said the first black professor he ever had was at UT. He's in a different department. He's in a social work department. But the first black professor he ever has had was at UT in the social work department. It's only one. I have countless numbers of black professors that I've mm. had with PhDs, you know, so. Right. Yeah, I told, well, I was about to say I told my kids. Well, <laughs> they gonna hear me now or they gonna hear this whenever they're born. Um, I ain't paying for no PWI. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if they wanna go to one, that's on them, but uh I'm living vicariously through my kids, and they are going to an HBCU, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's people who uh, that say, well, that's not a real experience going to a, a HBCU. And yeah, that's what that's how I that's I think that's part of the reason I can't remember what happened in the process of me choosing schools, but I think partly that was the thing. Like, we didn't go to school with white people, um, and. I felt like I needed that experience. Yeah. And the first experience I had being around white people was, was working. Mm. But, you know, I'm glad I chose the HBCU because I'm sure you'll probably agree, man. Ain't, ain't no point in rushing to go be around a whole bunch of white people and feel like a fucking minority. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I was in that bitch chewing tobacco <laughs> my, my freshman year. <laughs> Bro, you was tripping. I was talking I was. To, when I was talking to Bev yesterday, I said when I was at Gerard and then when I was at my uh my HBCU, I felt I felt like a I just felt like a person. I didn't feel like a mm-hmm. a black person. Like when I'm at work, I am the black software engineer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not just a software engineer. See, white people are just people no matter where they go. But black people are just people only at like when we're in our communities, you know what I'm saying? So the HBCU, I felt, I just felt like a regular ass person. I didn't feel like a black person because I wasn't in a all white or predominantly white environment. And so it was very liberating. And I got to see different aspects of blackness that growing up in Philly, my viewpoint of blackness was just very, was one thing. Going to HBCU, I saw all different, the first alternative black person we ever met, in my opinion tone, was Dan Gary. Man had, <laughs> boy was playing a guitar and playing hockey and all of us was like what the fuck is wrong with bull you know what I mean cause we ain't know nothing like that <laughs> but going alternative to, black for real I mean but then going to my HBCU I just realized that black people are just people bro we just mm. we we all have different likes tastes etc yeah 
It might have been Christian Jordan. Oh, bro, that's eighth grade too. Yeah, that man was wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot about him. I mean, my man burned the. Uh, he burned a cup the, noodles the, the in the noodles. microwave. <laughs> Didn't know you had to put water in it. Bro, he was on something. When I first met him, I told him my name was Rasheed Rasheed Wallace. This nigga kept yelling my damn, well, not my name, but he kept yelling Rasheed Wallace. He's like, Rasheed! Rasheed Wallace! I'm like, yo, what's up with this dude, yo? You know, if you ain't watch ball or anything back then, you, you was a weirdo, but. Yo. My, my name ain't she, bro. Yo. But yeah, I like but, that, um, like uh, Baker Maker and uh, Mikey Williams and some other black athletes that are in high school are talking about well Maker Maker already committed to HBCU but they're talking about going to HBCUs right because it's mm-hmm. I think our black uh, our black athletes are becoming way more aware and are recognizing the power that they have and they're like why should I go to Alabama and make all, make this, them all money, this money make them all mm-hmm. this money for a university that really don't give a shit about me they really don't mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It's like shut up and play. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what they want you to do, and they want to make all this money off of you. So I never forget, you know, like uh, Jalil Ogrefer. He was taking Duke to the to the Final Four and championship and shit like that. And these motherfuckers had a noose on the campus during mm. that time. Like, why would you like? Why would you want to play there? Why are you making all that university all that money? Yeah. And they sitting there hanging noose. They don't give a shit about you or your people. They hanging nooses on the on campus during that time. That's wild. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that uh, these athletes are starting to choose to go to HBCUs and, and just... I just hope they stick to it. I do too. It can't just be one. Well, they're basketball players. They're going to play for a year and go to the league, but uh, yeah. I just hope... You mean like consistently more and more players do it? That's what you're saying? Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I hope so too. Um, while I think college is going to be phased out and then next few years is going to be real soon, um, I hope that the kids that still decide that they do want to go to college and play ball or play sports or whatever, or even be, you know, just there for academics, that they do choose a HBCU. Yeah. If I could do it all over, I would for sure. Yeah. But, um, um, just in terms of like the. Uh... Just in terms of like um, the how they care about you, the University of Texas is trying to have like fifty percent of their stadium filled. What you mean? Oh, you talking about for like during COVID? Yeah. And that's like during games and stuff. You mean? Yeah, bro. They're trying to have fifty percent of their stadium filled, bro. Fifty percent and. I know the Eagles uh, and some other NFL teams are saying, um, <laughs> nah, we're not having uh, – some of them are either having no fans or e- or definitely less than 50%. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles released – the Eagles released a statement earlier this week that they were having no fans um, at the stadiums at all. But um, – It's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. But, I mean, you can it's, – it's weird for – like the NFL is not conservative in any any capacity, but if they're more if the NFL is coming off as more conservative than the NCAA, and the NCAA ain't even playing the people that they're ain't even playing the players, I mean that's kind of mm-hmm. a horrible look. You know what I mean? NCAA was was uh NCAA canceled the season after basketball uh, canceled their season. Let's not forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, they didn't. They did it before, no? No, no they did not. Because I feel like basketball, like NBA did it. And then NCAA Second week of March. It. And then the NCAA announced. Because they was, because okay. it, was, it was all over ESPN. They're like, why are the college students still at risk of playing? Okay, okay. Yeah. NCAA, man, they, they hounds, bro. They just want to make money off y'all. So I hope y'all go to HBCUs and put if you're gonna make if they're gonna make money off of you I'd rather money be going to a black institution than a white institution for sure yeah so we'll see yeah 
Um, what's next? So I was having this. Dis- I was having this discussion with Brianna, mm-hmm. and um, she was saying that uh, men don't want to get a vasectomy, and I was like, I don't know if that's true. I wouldn't mind getting a vasectomy at all. Um, when I'm done having kids, uh, I'm good. Like I don't. I've already seen what birth control does to her as my wife. I'm cool. I'm cool on that. Vasectomy is no hormones. They they snip snip, and I'm good to go. I am scared of having them touch my dick, though. I ain't gonna hold you, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I had a manager that got it done, and he was telling me that it doesn't it doesn't hurt um, like that at all. And he said the recovery is like real fast. You just got a whole ice to your dick for like a day, and then you're good. And um, I think rather mm, like, nah. would you get a vasectomy or would you want her to get her tube shot? Let me qualify this by saying people could do whatever they want to do. <laughs> uh, man or woman, like if you choose to get a vasectomy or you choose to get your tubes tied, that is on you. Um, no, I'm not getting no vasectomy at, at all. Um, but I also don't think that... I hate to say what women should or shouldn't do, but that the women don't need to get their tubes tied. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's other ways to prevent. You know, if you don't want to get pregnant, um, or have any more kids, but yeah. As far as women getting their tubes tied, shit. What they got till 35, 40 anyway to have kids anyway, so fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking, but. (laughs) Just wait until they 40 and then we ain't got to worry about nothing. They not having kids anyway. (laughs) But, um, nah, people can do whatever they want. I'm not getting no vasectomy. Well, I I can't say that. As of now, I would not get no vasectomy. That's because you're scared. Of them. Um, you're scared of them cutting your dick. Well, yeah, but also like, what if I want kids at eighty? Why, bro? Why would you want kids at eighty? Why? Who knows, man? <laughs> I got a girl that's my age, that's younger than me. Her dad is like seventy years old. So, you never know. Bro, come on now. First. If you if you having kids at eighty, your girl has to be half your age anyway. Hey, well, I mean, I'll, don't get her tubes tied. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need no kids at eighty, bro. I'm, I have no problem. Like, well, you got two already, so I do have. If two, God yeah. blesses me, if God blesses me at to get me to eighty, first of all, and then for me to have kids at eighty, how would I feel if I blocked that blessing <laughs> by getting a vasectomy? <laughs> Nah, I, I I don't I don't know that shit doesn't seem like right to me. There's other ways too. They got that little thing where they snip your sh- or like like put a like a um like a little clamp on your shit so that you don't have kids. Clamp on what shit? Like like a like <laughs> it's like male like like women have that ring I guess or um different types of um uh birth control where they put this uh the IUD the thing in their the IUDs yeah but apparently there's like IUDs for men now too so and they clamp that sounds more painful than hey I don't know I ain't getting it done so I can't tell you I but I need to look into this clamp yeah well I have no problem getting birth control done to me uh if if me and Brianna agree that we don't have want to have more, no more kids I'm cool with that yeah, next function, don't tell me you're on birth control. I don't want to hear that sentence come out your mouth. <laughs> it is a form of birth control, though. <laughs> like, bro, I'm on birth control. Nah, don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Just say we not having no more kids. <laughs> and and let me imagine, like, all right, maybe Brie got, maybe Brie got her tubes tied or whatever. <laughs> nah, I, I don't think I would want her to get her tubes tied. What if you want to reverse that shit? I probably won't. You don't know that. I do. 
<laughs> I do. Like Sage has been easier than Harlem because Brianna has done um honestly at nighttime she's done a lot more than me because with COVID nineteen and her not working and me working. She done a lot more than me at nighttime. But if we have a like another kid, that's not gonna be the case. I ain't really mm-hmm. trying to do that. I'm not I love my children to death, but waking up one, two, three in the morning is not is not easy no matter who you are. No matter how much you love your kids, so nah, I'm, I know that the next one uh, that we have is for sure the last one. For, hmm. sh- for sure, the last one. And you're gonna get a vasectomy? I think so. I probably do it. Uh, I probably do it probably around thirty-three, thirty-four. Yep. Wow. Yeah, probably. Definitely by the time I'm 35, I'll have it done. Just have sex when she's on her period. Or when she's not ovulating. Mm, nah, like, I'd rather just... <laughs> but just, just run those red lights. You'll be all right. You're... <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> run those red lights. <laughs> nah. I'm good. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it personally. Um... But yeah, T like people could do whatever they want to do. I mean, my man, my my the the person that I know that guy, he was like, you got to be careful for like the first month after you have after you have it, because you could probably still you can still have uh, kids, because you still have some that male more. that male sperm is strong, huh? <laughs> Yo, we got billions swimming, bro. You, you fight through anything. <laughs> got billions swimming. You, they ain't gonna all just go away, so you got to get them out. But after yeah. you get all them out. I mean, I, I, you don't need no more condoms or nothing. You good for the rest of your life. As long as you, yeah, just, as long as you're faithful to one woman, you know, you don't want to get nothing, yeah. get no clap or nothing like that. But you good for the rest of your life. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but you also wouldn't uh, ask a woman to get it though, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, just be careful out here. Yeah. How long have we been on? It ain't been an hour yet, I don't think. No, nah, it's 43. Okay. Right. Um. You want to speak quickly about Della Donna? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Elena Della Donna is, uh, yeah, that's my drawing topic. The, oh, okay, the, okay. W, the WNBA um, is dr- like they typically come off to me as even more progressive than the NBA. They let their uh, their women do a lot um, in terms of um, social justice and things like that. Like we were just mm-hmm. talking about Maya Moore. Now Maya Moore, uh, you know, took a break from the league, but like what Maya Moore did, the women be out here going hard in the paint for social justice and they don't always get their just due and mm-hmm. the WNBA does a lot but Elena Deladon this woman got to take like 60 pills just to play in the WNBA on a regular because of her Lyme disease mm-hmm. and so her personal doctors told her that um, it would not be wise for her to play in a WNBA bubble because of the risk associated with COVID-19 and how she's already high high risk because of her Lyme disease. So when she talked to the WNBA doctors and they did an assessment, they told her, no, you good. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) what? Like, wait a second. She got to take 60 pills. She was, you know, she was infuriated, as she should be. She was very upset. It's not that she don't want to play. Like me, they love playing basketball. She's an athlete. That's what she she does. That's what she enjoys, what she gets paid to do. But she also likes to live. And uh, she ain't trying to put her life at risk. Uh, for our entertainment. I don't think that's what she's trying to do at this moment. And, and that's that was messed up. And honestly, it just made me think that it it, it uh, reaffirmed for me that if LeBron James were to get sick, we... It's he different, would, bro. bro it's, he would still be playing. We, first off, we wouldn't hear about it and he would still be playing. Well, for sure. It'll be a, a Last Dance documentary. Tone going to say it's the greatest documentary ever when LeBron had COVID. <laughs> like I say every other week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He'll be like, yo, they talked about LeBron having COVID. 
greatest documentary ever. <laughs> but um, I hope I I mean she she should be able to uh, make a decision on if she wants to play or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said last week, shit, I gotta go to work. <laughs> She better take her ass to work too. <laughs> bro, you different. You you are an essential worker, bro. She is not an essential worker. She the best player in the WNBA. If, if she ain't playing, I ain't watching. Nah, she essential too. <laughs> she is, yeah. She a beast. <laughs> and she just coming off a championship. I know. <laughs> she, she, that's why they let they make her play. They they doing they whatever they can to make her play. Yeah. <laughs> like we need that. Um, that's what I'm saying. Same. Nah, for but mind. all jokes aside, she should like if if she really is concerned about her health and um, feels like she even if she wasn't and she didn't want to play to um, to possibly you know she she's afraid of getting COVID. She should have that option. Yeah. Um, are, okay, so they're telling her she has to play, or are they saying that she's not going to get paid if she doesn't play? So I think it might be, I don't know, honestly. I think from a financial standpoint, since she is, like, one of the best players in the league, she, I'm sure she's, like, we we make as much money as a lot of the WNBA players, right? Saying, yeah, I'm sure that she makes a lot more than the average WNBA player. So I'm assuming she's fine right. financial. I don't think it's a financial decision for her, but I do think that they would not pay her if uh, she decided not to play. Cause I think she's trying okay. to get an, a medical exemption and they're like, nah. Yeah. That, that kind of sucks. Um, and I just hope that, you know, if she is playing as she does, like this doesn't like backfire on the WNBA and something actually happens to her, because yeah. then that'll be some some crazy shit, and we'll that'll be the best documentary in like <laughs> five years, <laughs> the, the biggest case we'll ever see. But um, but yeah, I just hope like if she does play that, you know, it all works out for her and and the rest of everybody who's going through this 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 COVID shit while they still have to play basketball and whatnot or play sports in general. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, nobody tested positive in the NBA bubble, so it's looking like a go. Bro. Come mm. on now. Tone. Tone. <laughs> Ain't nobody else testing positive in the NBA for the rest of the season, bro. Trust me on that one. <laughs> nobody else is going to test positive. We'll never That's know. Facts. <laughs> I'm excited though. I am. Like I, I wish that they would, because it starts on uh, the 24th. I wish that they would uh, show all the practice game scrimmages that they're doing, but they're not doing it. They're only showing two. And they better show us some. We've still been paying for W or NBA TV. I mean, League, league Pass. pass. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're only showing uh, two scrimmage games, and of course we get everything after that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they only showing two scrimmage games. I don't know if you saw Matisse Thibault's, um Yeah, I did. I watched them. I watched YouTube. all of them. Mm-hmm. I watched all of them. It's good, ain't it? It is. It's, well, three of them when I saw it. It's only three, right? Best you, it's, The fourth one came out today, oh, a couple yeah. hours ago. But Best YouTube series out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining for real. I like, I like seeing it. It is. What they're doing. Very entertaining. Um, I'm still wondering, like, how the hell did they get... How did they break down in a boat and still make it to port? Like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. See, that's I don't. I can't fuck with the water, ma'am. I don't know how to swim anyway. But the water is unpredictable, man. And you get stuck out there. I would have. I would have been scared shitless, to be honest. <laughs> I don't. I can't do the water. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I spoke on my drawing topic already. Um. Did I speak about my experiences with uh, Amazon? Yeah, you're getting um, random ass packages to your house. I said it on a podcast? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have a drawing topic this week. Um, 
I think everything that we spoke about was on some bullshit. Uh, Chance supporting Kanye for president, Kanye running for president. The world is just, 2020 is just getting worse and worse. Yep. 2020, we need to do it over. Yeah, nah, man, just nah, move on. That. Like, fuck it. It's, it's, it's 2019, and then it's COVID 19, and then 2020 <laughs> is next year. Oh, so this year is COVID 19? This year is COVID 19, bro. We went from 2019 to COVID 19. Next year is 2020. That shit is sick, man. I'll be turning, got, I'll be turning 30 next year. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad I got my shit out the way already. Yeah, this is but, um, Yeah, this year is. is it's nuts and rest in peace I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess up his name um Mr. John Lewis oh mm-hmm. yeah um passed away this week yeah. Dude, was it cancer Reese I think so yeah civil rights leader um congressman did a lot for you know, black people and just civil rights in general. So, voting, rest in peace to him. especially voting. Yeah, watch Selma. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's him and MLK. Yeah, yep. Marching across that John, getting the ass beat <clears throat> for our, for your right to vote. So yeah, exercise it for sure. So, um, yeah, I ain't, I ain't got nothing else. I think. I think that's it. All right, me. All right, well, this was another the episode, episode thirty-four. Um, still working on the outro, so <laughs> we're gonna say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's the outro. <laughs> still under construction, so we'll see y'all next week. All right. <laughs>